Hey there. Before we get started, we want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Kuhau Podcast. We hope it encourages you and draws you closer to Jesus as you listen. Let's get excited for this message and let's get ready to hear from God. Luke 7, 36, 50 in the NIV version. Okay. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. That she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now, which, one, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. But she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But, for, but whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Let's pray. Lord God, you are just so amazing. You are so faithful. You've been faithful to me this entire process, Lord, reminding me that you are with me. You did not give me a spirit of fear. You did, you did not give me, uh, but you gave me, now I forgot. But Lord, you were there this whole time with me, God. And I just want to say thank you for this opportunity, Lord. And Lord, I want to say thank you, God. Because I am married to a man who is after your own heart. Amen. Amen. I know you probably were looking for the hottest man. <laughs> but, but honey, your heart is everything when it comes to serving the Lord and fulfilling your purpose. And I just want to honor you here in front of everyone. So I love you. I have a question for you guys. Has anyone here been determined to do something? Like determined to do something or determined to reach a goal, determined to meet a deadline? Yeah? I mean, so determined 
that you wouldn't let anything get in the way of that, of what you wanted or needed. So you see, I know what this was for my husband. <laughs> Finally, you guys, I'm here for the first time in years, and you get to hear my version of a story between us, AKA the truth. <laughs> and Ro, well, Ro was so determined to marrying me. His Puerto Rican, Filipina, <laughs> that he also calls his cougar. And for those who don't know, I'm seven years older than him. <laughs> but um, Ro wasn't, Ro wasn't going to let anything get in the way of that. And um, it started, I'm going to just go over the story real quick. It started with a phone call, and this was in May of 2011. It started with a phone call, and um, he says, you know, and we were friends prior to this, and he says, Lisa, why don't we go out? Why don't we go out, you know? And I guess this is where I friend-zoned him, because I said to him, well, who else is coming? And he's like, no, 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 you don't get it. A date, like you and me. And I'm like, what? Me and you on a date? And so after a discussion, I was like, okay. I decided to go out on this date with him. And again, that was in May. By June 1st, he had convinced me to be his girlfriend. I mean, look at him. So I said yes. He's, he's a hot tamale. <laughs> so I said yes, and we made this official. I agreed. So then comes July, okay? May, June, July. July, he comes and he says to me, Lisa, you are my reward. And God says that you are to marry me August 27th. He said, thus saith the Lord, period. At least that's how I heard it. Okay? That's how I heard it. We are to marry August 27th. And I'm like, what? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. I need some confirmation. I can't just jump into this. I need some confirmation. We'll see where we go from there. And you know, sometimes we put things you know, before the Lord and, and we think it's difficult, but then God is like, ha, he just laughs at your face. And all three confirmations came to life. One of them was moving to, to Brooklyn. And Ro was so against moving to Brooklyn, but he called me up one day and was like, I'm ready, we can move to Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many things could have gotten in the way of Roe marrying me, but he wasn't going to let anything get in his way. And here we are, 10 years later. Okay? August 27th during Hurricane Irene. That's right, that's how bad. He was not gonna allow anything get in the way. Hurricane Irene, where bridges were being closed by 3 p.m., stores were boarding up their windows, but guess what? Me and Ro were walking down the aisle talking about I do. <laughs> I remember that day, it was, it was, it was really funny. But his, he's, and you know what? Let's give it up for Ro right now because he's living his best life ever. Come on. <laughs> he was so determined to marrying me. And when I read this text, if you can put that back up there, when, when I read the text and I meditated on this, on this passage, 
I, I see a woman who's just determined, so determined that she wasn't going to allow anything get in the way of her encountering Jesus. This determination that wasn't going to stop her from getting to the feet of Jesus. This woman in, in the passage, she's mentioned as a sinful woman, right? And some versions even call her a, uh, the town's harlot. She was a woman with a bad reputation. And so she hears that Jesus is having dinner at the Pharisee's house. And now the Pharisees, they were the ones that obey the law to the T. They were the most religious ones. And so she hears that Jesus is having dinner at the Pharisee's house. And she grabs her alabaster box, which is filled. This is an expensive, expensive box. And it's filled with this great smelling oil, this perfumed oil. And she shows up uninvited to the Pharisee's house. Like she just pulls up like, what, I'm here. Okay, and she has no business being in front of a rabbi. None. She has no business. No business being at the Pharisee's house. She has no business being in front of the rabbi. She has no business, let, not, not even being there, but let alone touching him. Because she went and she touched his feet. She had no business. But there were so many things that were going to get that could have gotten in the way of her. Meeting with Jesus and she... She did not let anything. She was well aware of her reputation, but that didn't stop her. She was well aware that people could be murmuring about her, that people were probably already murmuring about her because, like I said, in some versions, she was known as the town harlot. But that doesn't even stop her. This woman knows that she does not belong, and that doesn't stop her. The only thing that mattered to this woman the only thing that mattered to this woman was encountering Jesus and experiencing what God had for her. There was so much that was surrounding her life that could have easily, easily gotten in the way of her meeting Jesus. And when I thought about that, I said to myself, like, wow, you know, how many times have we allowed our circumstances to get in the way? of us just even coming at the feet of Jesus to pray. We allow things to get in the way, our circumstances. We allow our situations. We allow past hurts to get in the way of us coming to the feet of Jesus. We allow our, our sins, our past sins, our present sins to get in the way. We allow sometimes our inability to keep us from fulfilling our purpose. We allow these things, these circumstances, this everyday life we allow to get in the way of us encountering Jesus. And I'm no different. When I think about the moment that Ro mentioned to me that I would be preaching um, at our This Is Us series, a lot went through my mind. I was happy. Um, and this morning, it's so funny because I was, I was I was going over the message, I was reminded of my desire to want to preach. And I don't know if many know about my desire to preach. The, I think the last person I spoke to about it was Sheila. And, and she knows, like, I, I'm just like, Lord, you know, I know that you have placed something in me. And so when, when I, the opportunity came, 
I was like, wow, Lord, how fitting. How fitting that you would choose someone like me to speak a word over your people. And you know, God knows all things. He knew how I was going to react just to the thought of me preaching in front of all you guys. He knew. He knew. He knows the things that I battle with. He knows the lies I sometimes tell myself. You ever tell yourself, you ever tell yourself some lies? Yeah, in me preparing this, I, I told myself some lies. And just to be completely transparent, there have been times before where I've allowed shame and guilt to get in the way of me encountering Jesus. <laughs> there have been many times where I've allowed insecurities and fears to get in the way of me experiencing what Jesus wants to do in my life. Right now, you're looking at it right now as I stand before you. I knew that I would be speaking a word over to you guys since March. And I can't tell you how many times I was going to go to Ro and tell him, no, I cannot. I cannot do this. Nope. I would study. I, would, I didn't know who to choose. I went from Peter to Mary to Elizabeth. But then this woman just was like in my face. And so I was like, okay. And I disqualified myself. I disqualified myself almost immediately. And God knew I was going to do that. And of course, the first thing that I, I struggled with was comparing myself to the great teachers that we have up here. We have some great speakers immediately. Yeah, let's give it up for them. Let's give it up for them. They're, they're, they're awesome. They're awesome. I know May is such a long time. I know her for, since she's like 13, 14 years old. And to see her now in, in worship and, and speaking, she is a teacher, that woman, is just truly amazing. And I'm always blessed by her. And I said to myself, Lee, you don't teach like May. Mm -mm. You don't teach like May. You definitely do not communicate like Ro. <laughs> definitely do not. And you definitely don't expound like Reuben. Reuben could, like, <laughs> Reuben could, it could say, and Jesus wept. And he'll talk to you about the waters and the seas and the waves and how it came down and, and the eye and how it functions and how the tear ducts function and bring it all back to Jesus. That's who Reuben is. <laughs> And how quickly we allow things to get in the way. But I was so encouraged when I was reading about this woman. She didn't allow anything to get in the way of her encountering Jesus. And my prayer for today, for Mother's Day Sunday, is that as you hear this message, as you hear, please remember, as you hear this message, you will stop allowing things to get in the way of all God has for you. That today you will say, you will declare, I will not allow my past to get in the way of me encountering Jesus. I will not allow my weaknesses to get in the way of me encountering Jesus. I will not allow my shame or my guilt to stand in the way of me coming before the the Lord and encountering Jesus he's so good
He is just so, so good. You know, the series subtitle is Not Perfect, But Willing. Not Perfect, But Willing. And this woman, she wasn't perfect. There's a verse that says there, oh, okay, I'll read it from here. There's a verse that says, he knew her sins were many. He knew her sins were many. And God knew me. God knew what I was going to say, how I was going to react to it with, you know, with uh, coming to preach. He knew what I was dealing with. But let's look at Psalm 139, 1 through 4. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. He knows. God knows. He knows our hearts. He knows your heart, and he still loves you. He knows your thoughts. He knows he just knows. He knows your hearts. He knows your thoughts. He knew the, the heart and the thoughts of the Pharisee, and he still receives us. He knows these things about us, and he still loves us. He still showers us with love, and he still says, I want to use you. Imperfect but willing. He says, I want to use you. He knows. He knows. Jesus knew the thoughts of the heart of the Pharisee. He knew the sins of the woman were many. He says it. He acknowledges it. Her many sins. He, I keep pointing there thinking it's going to be there. He says, therefore, I tell you her many sins. And Jesus proceeds to say, her many sins have been forgiven. He knows her sins. And he still grants her the gift of forgiveness. He knows you're not perfect. He knows that today. He knows that don't think that because we stand here that we have it all together because we don't. We have not arrived. We are not perfect. And God knows this and he still wants to use us. Jesus. Jesus. I want to read to you guys. Oh, I know I kind of skipped this line, but I need to say it. God's not looking per for perfect. He's looking for willing. I think that's so important. God's not looking for perfect. He's looking for willing. And I want us to read verse 37 again, but this time from the NLT version. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Let's read it again. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard, she heard, she heard, she heard. And I repeat that because when I was preparing this message, a lot of things stood out to me, but the first thing that stood out to me is that she heard. 
she heard. And I just kept praying. I was like, all right, Lord, like, what about the she heard, you know? And then not everybody sees the things that you see when you're reading a passage. We know we can, Maylene preached on this sermon just the other day, and, and it was called My Defender, you know? And, and I see this, and, and I'm like, she heard. Oh, my God, she heard. And can you just imagine what that was like for her? I want to paint this picture for you. She heard. She heard that Jesus was having dinner at the Pharisee's house. Jesus? Jesus. Jesus is at the Pharisee's house? You mean to tell me Jesus, Jesus, the one that saves, the, ones that, the one that heals, him, him, that Jesus, that Jesus is at the Pharisee's house. Jesus, the one that healed the blind man. Jesus, the one that heals the sick. That Jesus is over there at the Pharisee's house. I got to go. I got to go. I could see her just picking up her, her alabaster jar and just running just running to Jesus, to go, go at the feet of Jesus. And who knows, who knows the things that she was listening to, the things that she was hearing, just on her way to see Jesus. The kind of things that people could have been saying about her, the murmurings, like, she's not qualified. What is she doing? Ha ha, look at her running. She looks real foolish right now. She knows she's not like them. Running to the, to, to the feet of Jesus. And this woman, she wasn't perfect, but she was willing. And it's crazy because if just on her way she heard something, I can imagine the things she may have heard growing up as a child. You know... Sometimes, a vo just, sometimes it only needs to be spoken to you once. One time is all it takes for you to begin to believe a lie that someone else says about you. Sometimes it just takes one, one moment for you to tell yourself, mm, I can't I have no business going up there preaching the word. Uh-uh. One. One. And I see this woman with this determination who's not perfect, but is willing. I see her willingness in her surrender. I see her willingness in her worship. I see her willingness in her faith. Her faith. Her faith, guys. I want to read this to you. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She heard two things. She heard two things. She heard the goodness of Jesus. She had heard that he was good because that's what caused her to run over there. But she had also heard that she was the town harlot. She had also heard that she was no good. She had also heard all these things. So there was two voices. There was two voices that she was hearing. And we don't know what her own voice was saying to her. And in my mind, I can see her for every one word, one, every one negative word that she heard about herself. She heard 10 great things about our Father. 
she may have heard, you're a sinner, and I can just see her. Yeah, well, I heard he's a forgiver. Well, you're a failure. She may have heard that she was a failure, and I can hear her. Well, you know what? He uses failures. I could hear it now, like someone telling her, you're just broken. You're broken. And I could see her, well, you know what? I heard he's great and he's worthy. I heard he's great and he is worthy. I heard that he is great and he is worthy. And sometimes the reason we miss things that God has for us is because we're allowing these negative voices to enter into our minds and to speak louder than the voice of God. He is so good, guys. He is so good. His voice has to be louder and above all everyone else's. If, if there's any time that I can speak that from experience, it's my journey into preparing this message. I have something taped here, and it's a reminder. It's a reminder. This was given to me yesterday, and I was at a, a luncheon for mothers, and we did an exercise. And I wasn't going to share it, but it's, it's, it's just amazing how faithful God is. Like, I've learned so much um, during this time. And so we, I was at this luncheon, and in this luncheon, we asked, uh, they gave out a piece of paper. And they said, okay, write an encouraging word, and then pass it. So they did this three times. Three times they did this. They took it, they shuffled it up. And then they started handing it out to everyone. And that's so random, right? Isn't that random? But let me tell you what was written on this paper. That this is why I say that he is so faithful, that in this time of me preparing this message, he has just shown me so much. First of all, the paper says he is be bold. Be bold, exactly. That's just the writing on the paper that, you know, I'm, I'm going to actually show it to you guys. Be bold, okay? Then someone wrote, some person I don't even know wrote this. I am not fearless, but I do things through the fear. Feel the fear and do it anyways. Okay. The next one, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. And it doesn't finish there. The last one I got was, Roar like a lioness. What's in your heart needs to be said. Someone needs to hear it. Someone will be set free in Jesus' name. Yes, yes, yes. And let me tell you, I was just like, just in awe. Just in awe. And so I just want to encourage you guys, like, we got to allow the voice of God to be the louder voice. And when we begin to hear God's goodness, when we begin to hear about God's goodness and allow that to be the louder voice in your life, you will begin to walk in faith. And you'll stop letting things get in the way of God using you. Not perfect, but willing. Not perfect, but willing. I see her willingness in her surrender. 
Luke 7, 36 through 38, she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. She arrives at Simon's house, falls at his feet, and just in his presence alone, she just begins to weep. She begins to weep at the presence of her father, Jesus. And letting down her hair, she just wipes his feet. And she just falls and surrender. And sometimes our willingness needs to look like we're waving our white flag saying, Jesus, here I am. Here I am, Jesus, at your feet. Here I am just as I am. This is what I have, Lord. Not perfect, but willing. And I just want to call the worship team on up. Not perfect, but willing. Not perfect, but willing. We see her willingness through her worship. She begins to pour out her oil. Her willingness is in her worship. Her expensive jar filled with this perfumed oil. And we don't know what kind of sacrifices she had to make to purchase that jar. I don't know your sacrifices. I don't know the kinds of things that you have to sacrifice sometimes just to get here. And scholars believe, some scholars believe that this jar was so expensive that it was worth a, a year's worth of wages. But she pours out this scented perfume, oil, at the feet of Jesus. And what may have been her most valuable thing she gives it to Jesus in worship. This woman with everything she has, everything she has, responds to Jesus with love. And she experiences this freedom and this love from Jesus. And she experiences this peace. And this morning when I, when I uh, was going over the message was when I caught that he says go in peace go in peace so she experiences his peace as she gave it her worship unto Jesus and this woman with everything she has just, just pours it out and I don't know what you guys hold most dear to you but God wants to use you. God wants to use you, not perfect, but willing. He wants you to encounter him. He wants you to experience his love. He wants you to experience all that he has for you. He wants you to experience his peace. He wants, he wants to be with you. And I don't know what you have to lay down, but today guys I want to know if you're willing 
if you're willing, after you've heard this word of God that I know, that I know, that I know in my heart of hearts that he gave me for you guys today. I want to know if you are willing in faith to stand before the presence of Jesus and experience all that he has. I want to know if you're willing to pour out, to surrender, to surrender all that you have right now. Like, Lord, this is it. This is what I have. I'm tired. I'm tired, Lord, but this is what I have. My jar is a little empty, God, but this is what I have. And I just want to pour my oil out on you right now in this moment, Lord. I want to know if you are willing willing to surrender it all at his feet and say God it is yours my life is yours Jesus let's pray can we stand Lord God I just want to say thank you Lord for this awesome great opportunity God to come before your people and share this word Lord I pray God that as your people hear this word that their hearts God that their hearts are moved by your word Lord that they are willing to take a step in faith God and say to you here I am to come before you in surrender Jesus that they are willing Lord that they know that they are not perfect but that we are all willing to give it all to you Jesus I pray right now, God, that you touch the heart of every individual in this house right now, God. Every individual, Lord, as they begin to pour out their oil on you, that you let them know how much you love them, how much you care for them, Lord God, how special that they are to you, Jesus. I pray right now that you reveal this to them right now in the name of Once again, we want to thank you for tuning in. Subscribe now and stay connected to all of our latest messages. And if this message really blessed you, pass along the blessing by sharing it with a friend. We pray that you will be given the opportunity to apply this message, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless.